blessing. Thank you for that. Miss Dixie at her funeral uh, and talking with the family, they, she, would, she would just tell them all those years, God said it, that settled it, settles it. Uh, you know, there's sometimes people say, well, God said it, I believe it, and that's good enough for me. Uh, you know, that's really not good enough. It's not whether or not we believe it or not, as God said it, uh, that settles it. And, you know, as we uh, grab a hold of what God says in his word, that's where we're going to find blessing. Uh, because we just start trusting God's word, trusting God, his way, uh, and learning to think the way God thinks. And his, his thoughts were put down into words. How do we know how God thinks? Read his book. Listen to what he said. How do you, how do you, men, how do you know what your wife thinks? <laughs> you don't. There's no way. <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyway, no, you listen to them, and, and that gives you that insight. And that's the same thing with the Lord. Uh, he doesn't want to make it this spooky area where we can't understand what He desires for our life. It's not a guessing game. He's given His word, and praise the Lord for that. All right, we're continuing our stewardship. Uh, we started uh, uh, last week, biblical stewardship. Uh, on the evening services, so tonight will be number two. We looked at uh, last last week. What was last week? Last week was. I just lost it. The what? No, that was in the, that was in the morning. Uh, let's see. It started with the people. The people, yes, the people of stewardship. Uh, and then I just got to look at my calendar. It'll tell me. Uh, people, and tonight we're going to look at the process, the process. And so uh, here, I want you to look back at our, the text that we just read. Uh, we stopped, we started in verse 13. It said, nevertheless, all right, so we know that it's a continuation. Go back to verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Uh, talking about the end of this world, the end of the existence of that which is temporal. And so we're after the, we're after the uh, uh, millennial reign of Christ, and now we are moving into eternity. And so uh, just looking at the end of this world, and since we are looking to the coming of the Lord, and we should be, we should be looking. The word looking literally means anxiously awaiting, anticipation. You know, today's game day for football. And when you, you think about those that have been a part of uh, the football uh, industry and these people that have lived their whole life uh, in football and football has been their life, this is culmination. Uh, for the players that are on the, uh, the Steelers and the uh, Seahawks that are playing tonight, uh, no, uh, the Rams and the Bengals, uh, for those individuals, this is the biggest day of their life. They have lived in anticipation of this day. You know, you and I as believers are to live in anticipation to seeing our Savior. That's what we are to be living in anticipation of. Not a new car, not a nicer house, not that any of those are wrong. 
But that's not what we live for. It's bigger than that. And the process, I was thinking about uh, uh, just doing a little bit of research on SoFi Field. Five billion dollars. Five billion dollars to build that stadium. 70,000 people can sit in the seats. The capacity is 100,000 people. 100,000. That's bigger than Yuba City, Marysville, Linda, Olivehurst all put together. It'll push us over the edge if we add Penn Valley. But no, uh, you know, it's, it's unbelievable how much how much energy, how much money goes into something that's just going to burn up. You know, if we're not careful, we can allow ourselves to get caught up with just existing. I'm not talking about being sinful. I'm not talking about living a wicked life. We can just get consumed with just getting through the day. Pretty empty, isn't it? I've lived those days. I just get through today, get through this week. And sometimes that's where we live. But for us to really understand stewardship, really we just back up and we have to just look at what's the Christian life about? Why am I here. Take your Bibles. It's not going to be up on the screen. Revelation chapter 4. I love this verse. It's, uh, I am challenged every time I read this verse. I am brought to a place where I just think about how good God is. Revelation 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Let's all read the rest of this together. You ready? For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Let's read the whole verse together again. You ready? Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. That's sort of one of those verses that is a settling verse, isn't it? Sort of one of those verses that just sort of brings you right back to, okay, why am I here? I'm here for His pleasure. And He's so good, He lets me enjoy it as I'm on this journey as well. But it's bigger than me being happy. It's for His pleasure. That's why he has created all things. And you and I have a great opportunity as believers to bring pleasure to God. You know, I want to bring pleasure to my mom. I want to bring, I want my dad, uh, I want Pops to, to be happy with how I have lived and what I have done and what I am accomplishing. I want that to be the case. But more than that, I want my Heavenly Father to have pleasure in my life. And sometimes with that 
his pleasure, I do things that I don't really care to do. You know what? I don't like making people upset. Every time we take a stand on something, I know somebody is going to be mad. That's something I deal with every single day. But I'm not changing. You know why? Because I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to make him happy. You know what? Parents, you want your children to be happy? But that's not your goal in life. Because your kids are going to want to do things that God would not be happy with. And our, we should be living in such a way where we're going to bring pleasure to him, not pleasure to us. Spouses, same scenario. Brother Ryan, I'm sorry. You better suck it up. <laughs> You know, our life, we've got to know why we do what we do and why we're here. And as we learn, and we can't learn that outside this book right there, that's what we need. None of this is in my notes tonight, but I think it's right down where we need to be. And so tonight we're going to look at this. We're going to look at the uh, we're going to look at the process. Uh, the process. Uh, biblical stewardship. What is the process? We looked at the people last week. We'll look at the process. Take your Bibles, go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. In verse number 4. Colossians 3 4. The Bible says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. And so, uh, for the mature believer, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, is he is not just a part of our life, he is our life. Uh, he is our life. We are to be looking uh, to him for when Christ, who is our life. It's not, it's not that the Lord is a part of our life. It's not that Christianity is a part of uh, our life. Christ is our life. Our life is to be tied up in him. And so uh, with that, uh, we want to make sure that we are keeping our focus on him. He's more than our Sunday routine. He's not a, he's not a box to be checked off. He's God. And he needs to be the one that we are revolving our life around and following his his word i heard someone talk about uh, a wooden bucket and it was a well bucket and uh, this man went to this property and there was a well and they had uh, this wooden bucket that was sitting out in the sun and uh, this all the slats were there in this bucket and you could see right between all the slats and uh, and the young man, the younger man was looking at it and thinking, okay, well, that's just a piece of, uh, just something to throw on the burning barrel. Uh, in the burning barrel, something to just burn because that bucket is useless. 
And the older man grabbed the bucket and he tied it off to the, the well and he dropped it down into the well and he let it, let it sit. And they came back a week later and the gentleman walked back over to that uh, well and he started pulling that rope and he brought up a full bucket of water. It wasn't leaking. It was saturated in the wind and the sun had dried out that wood and as soon as that wood was saturated it swelled and when it swelled the water would stay inside of it you know uh, unfortunately if we're not if we're not growing in our Christian life we start to dry out and everything just flows out And we're an empty bucket. You know, I don't want to be an empty bucket. I don't want to be something that is not useful. And I want to have the, the joy of the Lord. I want to enjoy the life that God has given to us. And, and with this, you know, the, there was a need for that bucket to be rehydrated. And you know what you know what churches need right now? Churches need to be rehydrated. They need to be submersed. And being submersed will fill in all those gaps. Things that are problems now when you're submersed in the Word of God, it's not a problem. You know the people that only see problems are people that are not in their Bible. That's true. Because there's a lot of good. And when we are looking only and seeing only negative, it's just revealing something's going on in our heart. And so, so here, we're going to look at the process of biblical stewardship. And that process is not going to be anything new. You know what? We don't have problems with the things we don't know. We have problems with the things that we do know, but we don't do. Someone shared with me years ago an acrostic. And it was the acrostic was called growth. And so tonight we're going to use that acrostic uh, to help us. Do we pray yet? All right, let's pray. Father, I do pray that you'd bless. Uh, just give us, Lord, a sense of your presence. I pray the Spirit of God would just draw us to closer to you tonight. I pray that you would help us, Lord, just to, uh, to soak up and to soak in just the truths of things that you have for us so we can be the steward you want us to be, uh, Lord, so we can be the child that you, you have designed for us to be. And so help us tonight, please, uh, in this area. Uh, help us to grow for Christ's sake. Amen. So what's the process? Uh, so we're going to look at this acrostic of growth, and, and uh, it's something that uh, from the newest believer to the oldest senior saint, all of these things apply to all of us. So that G, uh, the first thing we're going to look at tonight is that we are to go. We are to go. Uh, and, and if we're going to be a steward, a good steward, we've got to go. Uh, what a blessing uh, we need to go, uh, and we need to go to church. Go to church. And you're here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 25. 
uh, Hebrews 10.25. Uh, and I know, I know it's going to be up on the screen, uh, but there's something about you seeing it in your Bible, uh, underlining the verses and jotting down notes as the Lord uh, speaks to your heart. Uh, but Hebrews uh, chapter number 10 and verse number 25, Hebrews 10.25, the Bible says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, notice this, as the manner of some is. You know what? That little statement makes people upset. And it's just me saying as the manner of some is makes people upset. Well, you're judging them because they're not here. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you what God said. And God said not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. All right, so here, there's a difference if somebody is not coming to church because their health does not allow them to come to church. That is not forsaking. Forsaking is a conscious decision to not do something. And, and when you look at here, the Lord doesn't look at it as if uh, you miss church, so well, it's only one out of 50 Sundays, 52 Sundays. Isn't that how we think about it? Well, you know, I'm there most of the Sundays. Well, I mean, Sunday morning and Sunday night, they did both in the Bible. Amen. And we're here, praise the Lord. You can, you can smile, you're here. All right, he said, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let's see, we're 2,000 years closer than they were. So in that so much the more, it's probably more than the Sunday morning, Sunday night that was in the Bible. Right? Yeah. And God says, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Now, those of you that are here on Wednesday night in the auditorium, all right? If you're in the auditorium on Wednesday night, would you stand? Quick, quick, quick. There we go. All right, now, there are a lot of people that are in kids club, and now we've got uh, the FPU and pulling that amount of people, but, but you know what? Go ahead and be seated. There's a lot better spirit right now, isn't there? Why? Because people are here. <clears throat> Your presence matters. Your presence matters not just for a total count. Your presence matters because as the body assembles, there isn't people and parts missing. And when we are not where we need to be and are supposed to be, and if the body is assembling, my pastor told me when I got saved, if the doors squeak, you walk through them. I am so glad that we have kept that teaching uh, all through the years. It has, it has not hurt me. It has not injured me one bit. You know what it has done? It has helped me be in the right place to hear the message, to be encouraged, to be strengthened, to be corrected. Uh, I, have, I, have, I remember as a teenager getting corrected uh, by people and uh, different things that had happened and uh, everything was just little. I was never a bad, no. Uh, I can't even finish that statement. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, I, I remember being in church and, and how God used being in the, the house of God to work in my life. You know what? I wouldn't go back on that one bit. 
One bit. Uh, and, you know, God says, don't forsake. You know, for those that are unable to be in the house of God, I'm glad we have streaming. I am. And that was the design. But it's not a replacement for church. It's not a replacement. And there are people that are in that spot, and, and I understand that. And I'm thankful. That's why we have it. I, I, I'm not trying to make somebody that is, uh, that, that is their only way to be able to get the Word of God and get in church. Uh, I'm glad that we have it. I am so glad, and I'm glad that they're able to connect and have that. Uh, but at the same time, God said, don't forsake the assembling. And assembling is gathering. The very word church is the word ecclesia, called out assembly. We have been called out of one group, the world, to another group, the church. It's an assembly. It's, it's not a fragmentation. And, and so, so with that, what are some things that we need to do? Uh, if we are going to be the, the steward of the life that God has given to me, then I've got to go. I've got to go to church. I need to be in church. Uh, and your family needs to be in church. It's, it's just vital. So go. Second letter, R. Read. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Develop a relationship with that book. You know, I'm... The older I get, the harder it is for me to remember the references. But I know what side of the page it's on. I, I can go and I can start rolling through. And it's like, okay, I know it's on this side of the page. And I've got it highlighted. And there's a note off to the side of it. And this book has got to be important to you. And if it's not, we're not, we're not talking great theologian. We're talking about just being a disciple of Christ. We've got to be in our Bible. If we're not in our Bible, we've got to, we've got to get that established. We've got to make sure church is, is important to us and we keep that, that emphasis uh, going to church, not forsaking the assemblies. Uh, we need to make sure that we're reading our Bible, 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word. As just as a baby desires milk, uh, we are to desire the milk of the Word of God that ye may grow thereby. That we can grow thereby. We have got to have uh, that same hunger. I was, I was holding uh, uh, little Elliot, uh, was it yesterday? And so I'm holding him, and it was, I don't know, 6 o'clock, 6.30. And I'm holding him, and he was happy and smiling. And then all of a sudden, he went to mad and crying. And I'm like, what is happening here? And... And uh, Deb starts going, come on, Papa, it's just, he's hungry, I got to get a bottle for him. And I'm like, all right, buddy, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. And he wasn't okay. And he was, he was letting everyone know that it was, it was, it was chow time. And he was ready to eat, 
And he was not going to be happy until his stomach was full. You know, how, how long can we go without the Bible and it not even bother us? That's not how it's supposed to be. If we're going to have, if we're going to have revival, if we are going to have to a, a ministry where people are being reached and uh, and God is working, uh, God's people collectively, corporately, we've all got to be uh, walking with the Lord. We have got to be the disciple He wants us to be. We need to read our Bibles. We need to desire the sincere milk of the Word. Acts seventeen eleven. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the Word with all readiness of mind. Search and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Uh, they, were, they were receiving the word of God with a ready mind. They were, they were looking for it. They were hungry. Uh, they were ready to learn, eager to learn. You know, that's how we all need to be. He said, well, I've been saved for a long time. I'll promise you there's a whole lot there you still don't know. There's a whole lot there. And, and all of us need to be in, in growing and will grow as we are in the Word of God. They search the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Uh, they, were, they were in their Bible. Uh, Proverbs 8, 17, uh, wisdom was saying, I love them that love me, and they that seek me early shall find me. Those that seek me early shall find me. Hebrews 4, 12, for the Word of God is quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and uh, spirit, and is and that of the joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What do we find? We find that God's word is what's going to separate right and wrong, the way to go and the way not to go, the decisions on how to live. It's all through God's word. And it's through the daily devotions and spending time in, in God's Word. You know, let me encourage you, get something yourself. Get something yourself. We passed out a devotional, a daily devotional at the beginning of the year. And it's a book, and I'm, I'm glad Miss Brown goes through them, and she's, she's sharing different things that she's learned. And, you know, uh, I'm not against that, and it's a help, it's a tool But it's a spoon. It's a spoon that you can grab into that somebody else prepared. You know, as God's people, we need to get into God's word ourselves. I'm afraid in the day that we live, we have verses, and I'm not against it. We've got verses of the day that pop up on social media. There's podcasts that pop up. But somebody else's walk with God does not substitute for you not having a walk with God. And their walk with God doesn't mean that you have a walk with God. Getting into God's Word. Reading it. Studying it. You say, well, Pastor, I just, don't, I just don't get it. Just you stay after it. And you read it. You know what will happen? Things will just start jumping out to you. 
Bible says that the Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. So that means that if I am listening, He's going to lead me to truth. So we want to make sure that uh, we are in our Bible. So we need to go. We need to read. Let, next letter is O, obey. Obey. Now, we love it for the kids. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. And it is right. But you know what? You and I are to obey as well. I am amazed. Go to Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So we have the go, we have the teach, and we have the baptizing. We had about 40 people yesterday going out soul winning. What a blessing. Praise the Lord for that. The teaching, it's going forth. I'm amazed though that how many people refuse to get baptized. You know, baptism after salvation, it's a command. And we won't take the first step, but we think we can get all the other steps okay. And it doesn't work that way. You know, obedience is just following what God says. Acts 2.41, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. What do we find? We find that there's salvation, and then following salvation is baptism. There's no waiting period. Ethiopian eunuch, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Tell me why I can't get baptized. If thou believest, thou mayest. That's, that's what's laid out. And when we, and I don't, know, I don't know who's baptized, who's not baptized, but I do know that we have, well, I do know some are not. But with that, we, we have made excuses of why we can't be obedient to the Lord. And we think that our situation is unique. And it's not. It's not. It's just, you follow the Lord. You, we obey, and if we're not going to obey in the first thing he tells us to do, no wonder we're not going to obey in the areas that it's hard. And so, here, it's just being obedient. So we need to, we need to go uh, to church, we need to read our Bibles, we need to obey, uh, be baptized. Uh, he, he says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Faith is saying, I'm going to follow what God has said. That's what faith is, it's just trusting him. And if the Lord says, this is the next step, this is the right thing for me to do, then I'm going to do it. All right? And it, said, it goes on, it says, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's just saying that when we follow him, he rewards us for doing so, uh, for obeying. God blesses obedience. 
He always does. And so as we're following him, uh, we get to enjoy the blessings of that obedience. When our kids were smaller uh, and they were in school, uh, we had a gas station about halfway home. It was a Texaco, and they had soft serve ice cream. It was probably the best ice cream in the area. I liked it better than Dairy Queen. Uh, just for a regular cone, it was great. Uh, and if the kids, if none of the kids got uh, demerits during the week, everybody got ice cream. And so when demerits came around, we stopped in, pulled into the parking lot there at uh, Texaco, and I went in and got an ice No, I didn't. Uh, no. Uh, but no, we just passed by the, uh, the Texaco, and nobody got ice cream. Uh, but uh, when they didn't get demerits, we all, we all uh, ended up stopping and having ice cream, and it was, there was a reward that was there. You know what? God is so much better than we are. He blesses us so much more than what we could even imagine. And so uh, just, just being obedient to the Lord. Uh, follow him in baptism. Follow him as he, he has given us commands in our life. Uh, we don't have to like it all. Just need to obey. Just follow him. And we're the ones that are blessed. Uh, next, uh, we see the, the next word there, a letter is W, witness, witness. We need to be a witness for the Lord. Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and in all Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Uh, John 4, 28 and 29, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith unto the men, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Is not this the Christ? Just being a witness. Telling people about the Lord. You know, do you know what we all need to be doing? We all need to be telling people about the Lord. Grabbing those gospel tracts and, and passing those out and inviting people to church. And uh, uh, what? It's a tool. It's an opportunity. It's a way to be a witness for the Savior. Uh, it, uh, Paul said in Romans 1, he said, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Uh, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we just see that we need to be a witness. Uh, be telling, just tell people about the Lord uh, as, as we are going through our day. Uh, Mrs. Brown was uh, sharing something with me. One of the ladies went to a meeting and uh, they were talking about, well, n cut yourself some slack. Nobody's perfect. Uh, and uh, one of the ladies in the group, it wasn't a Christian group, one of the ladies said, oh yeah, there's somebody that's perfect. And then like, well, you know, well, you know, we just have to give ourselves, nobody's really perfect. Oh yeah, the, the Lord is perfect. Uh, and they're like, well, yeah, but somebody that you can talk to. Well, I can, and, the, and these are all different ladies now that are jumping into the conversation. Well, I can talk to the Lord. Uh, I talked to him this morning. Uh, and she's like, well, you know, okay, well, you can talk to him, but he can't talk to you. And another lady popped up and said, well, no, uh, I was reading my Bible as I was eating my breakfast this morning and he was talking to me out of his word. And so just in this group, 
group, uh, there were all these ladies that were just popping up and being a witness for the Savior. And it wasn't a Christian uh, get-together. Uh, it was another uh, group, a secular group. Uh, and, and, and here now, uh, these ladies were just talking about, hey, you know what? I talk to the Lord all the time, and, uh, and He talks to me. And they were, they were being a witness. What a blessing that that is. You know, we need to stand up for the Lord. So be a witness. Uh, here on the, the T, thank God daily in prayer. Thank God daily in prayer. We let God talk to us. Let's talk to Him. Just, just allowing Him to work in our lives. Philippians 4 and verse 6. I'll hasten here. I've got several verses. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. In everything. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. James 4, 2, ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. And here we just find that as believers, we need to be talking to the Lord. We need to pray. How, how's our communication? Well, pastor, you've not taught me anything new tonight. How are we doing so far? I mean, there are five things here. These are, these are basic Christian tenets. These are just foundational things that you and I are to be doing. And we neglect any of them, what we find is we start drying out. And then all of a sudden our joy starts to fall out. Our usefulness is no longer effective. Why? Because now we're empty. It's one thing to talk about something that used to be. It's different to talk about something that is. I don't want to live in the past. The best days of Bible Baptist Church were not pre-20. The best years in my Christian walk are not in the past. It can grow from here. But I, if I'm going to grow, it's not going to happen on accident. If I'm going to be the steward God wants me to be, it's not going to be on accident. It's going to be because I am engaged and I am involved and I am doing the things that he has laid out for me to do. You know, if he is going to have us to be a steward, How effective we are is going to determine how much we steward. If we want our effectiveness spiritually to be great, then I can't stay a baby Christian. I can't stay with the sincere milk. I've got to get beyond that. My, my Christian walk has got to be beyond 
reading a Christian article, listening to a podcast. It's got to be personal. I've got, it's got to be my faith. And I've got to be able to communicate that faith. And that's part of that stewardship. So lastly, when we look at growth, we looked at uh, G was go, two, uh, B, uh, R was read, obey, uh, W was witness, T was thank God in prayer, and then H, growth, honor God in the tithe, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may, meet, may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16.2, he said, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Uh, you know, God has prospered us. In so many ways. Proverbs 3, 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. What, what is that first fruits? That first fruits is saying that we are going to give to God. His portion is first. It's not if we have anything left over. It's not, well, you know, I'll give what I can. It's it's I am just, I've decided what I'm going to give to the Lord. The tithe, then the offering that's above that. And the principle of first fruits is everything goes to God before anything else. If, if we didn't have first fruits, I know personally there would have been times where there wouldn't have been anything left if we didn't give it to God first. It's true. But what we found is when we give, gave it to him first, he always provided. And he still does. So many ways. God is so gracious. Take your Bibles. Go to Psalm chapter 50. Psalm chapter 50. In verse number 7, Psalm 50, verse number 7, we'll read down through verse 14. Psalm 50, verse 7, Hear, O my people, I, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee, I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings uh, to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goat out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountain and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. You know what? God doesn't need what we can give to Him. But we need to be able to give to Him. And we, we need to give offerings. We need to fulfill the vows that we have given. So in our text, 2 Peter 3, verse 17 and 18, and I'm done. 
It says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the terror of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. You know, I don't want to see any more people fall from their steadfastness. You know, there is a wonderful tool called the internet. But it also has been a double-edged sword. And it has caused many who were steadfast no longer to be steadfast. They were stable, but now they're not. And all of a sudden now, everything sort of up in the air. What we find is when we lose our foothold, when we lose our foundation, we are on slippery ground. We are in a place where we are going to fall. And that's why Peter here said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So growth, G-R-O-W-T-H. Easy acrostic, information of things that we already know. You've been saved any time. None of that was new. But are we, are we applying these to our life? If we're not, let's get some things squared away. Let's get that steadfastness back. Let's get that, get our feet back on the ground in our faith so we can accomplish. God has given us a great opportunity. A door effectual is open. I'm looking at Sacramento is coming this way. 500 more homes, not even a half mile down the road, are getting put in. There are people that are moving this direction. And for the longest time, we're just out on the edge, outside of uh, the normal path. We're not going to be outside the normal path much longer. And God's going to be bringing people our direction. You know what? We've got to be ready for them. But if we are not strong as a church, we will not be ready for the people that are going to come. And we've got to make sure that we are who we need to be so we can be that example how can I be a role model to somebody if I'm not even modeling the basic things in the Christian life? You can put on the tie, and you can put on the dress, and you can look right and talk right, but if that's as far as your Christianity is going, you're not going to be able to mentor anybody. You're not going to be able to disciple them. And we've got to be able to be, be strengthened in our own faith. So we can help those that are going to be coming our direction. Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Just, uh, just some basic things that we need to be reminded of. And I pray that you'd help all of us, uh, Lord, not to get away from them. Help us to be honest enough 
uh, in our own life, Lord, where there's areas that we need to work on, I pray that you would help us, uh, Lord, to make decisions, help us to take those steps and, uh, and follow, uh, Lord, what we know is right to do. And so help us, Lord, to be able to uh, follow the directions you have given to us in your word. Help us to enjoy uh, the journey as we grow, as we get closer to you. And then, Lord, help us to be usable uh, for your kingdom. May you receive honor and glory and power uh, from uh, the lives that we live. May we bring pleasure to you. And so I pray that you'd work now for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together.